0: Summer is well underway. Temperatures still rising all around. This might be a perfect time to enjoy some A.C. and go to the movies. Two anticipated summer blockbusters are releasing. Folks are calling this weekend the weekend of Barbenheimer. summer movies are being released, Barbie and Oppenheimer. One movie is based on a popular children's doll, and its visuals are oversaturated in pink. This film comes off as bright, colorful, silly. Oppenheimer, on the other hand, is a movie based on one of the minds behind the creation of the atomic bomb. The tone could not be any more opposite. What do we make of this? Perhaps some individuals want a break from reality. Others want to sink deeper into it and wrestle with the hard facts of history. In Christ, we have an answer to the hard moments in history. And we also have hope for those who want to break from this world. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we continue in a series called Then Sings My Soul. Over the past few days, we've taken a look at some of the great songs of the Christian faith. We've reflected on Holy, 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 and O Worship the King. And later on in the program, we'll be thinking about a hymn from one of the most famous writers in the history of the church, Charles Wesley. Oh, for a thousand tongues. What a hymn. What a desire it captures for the Christian heart to worship. Stay with me as we see how God's word informed Wesley's powerful hymn. This week, we've also had the pleasure of visiting with pastor and author Robert Morgan. He's spent several years of his life reading up on great Christian hymns. These hymns have been important to the life of the church. They've been written in times of plenty and in times of want, in times of good health and in times of plague. And because of that, they meet us in our highs and lows as well. And Rob Morgan has experienced this firsthand. I asked him to share with us about how one particular hymn ministered to him and his wife towards the end of her life.
1: Well, my wife Katrina battled multiple sclerosis and not long before her death, about a month, we entertained a group of German musicians who had come from Germany and they were studying hymnody and they wanted to meet with me and they came to our home and I catered the meal for them and then we went upstairs to our living room. They all gathered around, and we talked about the great hymns and about the German influence of our hymnody. And they sang for us. They sang in German. And my wife, Katrina, this is really just about the last good night of her life. After this, she went down very quickly. But she just soaked it all up. And I told Johannes Schroeder, my friend who was the head of the group, I said, Johannes, our favorite German hymn, is praise to the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation. And he said, well, we'll sing that for you. And I got out my phone and videotaped it, and they sang that wonderful hymn to us in German. And at the end of my videotape, sort of pan over to Katrina, She is all smiles, just nodding and listening and soaking it up. It's as though the Lord sent her a choir from Germany on the last good night of her life. And not long after that, she passed away. But I can still, every time I hear, Praise ye the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation, I think of that wonderful night when the Lord sent us a choir from Germany to sing that to Katrina almost as a benediction for her life.
2: Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O my soul, praise Him for His he Thy health and salvation. All ye who hear, now to His temple draw near.
0: The first verse of Praise to the Lord, the Almighty by Fernando Ortega. And just before that, we heard an inspiring story from my friend Rob Morgan in Nashville and how the Lord used this song to minister to his wife during her final days on earth. Rob will be back with us later in the program to talk about Charles Wesley's hymn. And we'll think about the biblical roots of the classic hymn. And after the program... I'd like to send you a copy of Rob's book called Then Sings My Soul, a book that reflects on 150 classic hymns of the faith. Each story in this book is devotional in nature and gives us the context behind these songs that many of us know and love. What moved Luther, Wesley, or Fanny Crosby to write songs filled with Biblical truth. Often it is the highs and it is the lows of their walk with the Lord that took them to Scripture and then inspired them to turn those truths into songs. I believe that as you read this book, you'll gain a new sense of appreciation for the Lord and those who He has used to write these songs of praise. I really love how this book is designed with the sheet music and lyrics on one side and the devotional on the other. Why don't you come to our website after the program and take a look at the book and then make a summer gift to Haven Today, haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 865 Haven, 865 Haven. Now let's have some more music with the David Crowder band, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues. Oh,
3: for a thousand tongues to sing my great redeem. Praise the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth the honors of Thy name. Sorrow cease Tis music in the sevens His life and health and peace He breaks the power of canceled sin He sets the prisoner free His blood can make the foulest clean His blood of hell for me Mournful, broken hearts rejoice the humble poor Billy. Glory to God and praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above the church and earth and hell. So Are so few words that never
0: David Crowder version of Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, here in this haven today, Then Sings My Soul. I'm Charles Morris. One of the premier songwriters in the history of the church was none other than Charles Wesley. In fact, many of his hymns grew out of the first great awakening that he was part of. Charles and his brother John were famous for teaming up with George Whitefield for a time in order to reach people with the gospel. John Wesley was known as the preacher. Charles Wesley was known as the hymn writer. It's worth mentioning that I have such a deep appreciation for the preaching of the Word. But many pastors even say that as important as sermons are, what usually sticks with their congregations are the songs they sing. I think that's one reason why Charles Wesley is now the more famous of the Wesley brothers. That's the power of music on display. That's why it's important to sing songs that proclaim biblical truth. And in this time with Robert Morgan, I asked him to paint a historical picture of Charles Wesley and this hymn that we just heard, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues.
1: Charles Wesley experienced a distinct moment of conversion on May the 21st of 1738, and he quickly began to spread the news of what had happened to him. He wrote later, in the coach to London, I preached faith to Christ to the passengers. A lady was extremely offended and threatened to beat me. I declared that I deserved nothing but hell, and so did she, and that she must confess before God that she was a sinner before she could have a title to heaven. He said this was most intolerable to her. Well, he found a more fruitful arena of ministry at the Infinite's. Newgate Prison, where Charles allowed himself to be locked up with condemned men on nights before their execution so that he might comfort them and witness to them during their final hours. As the first anniversary of his conversion approached, Charles wrote an 18 stanza hymn describing his praise to God. He called it, For the Anniversary Day of One's Conversion. The first stanza said, Glory to God and praise and love. And verse 7 began, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Inspired by a statement that Charles had once heard, Had I a thousand tongues, I would praise him with them all. Later, when this hymn was published, that stanza became the first stanza, and we've been singing it ever since. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of his grace.
0: Haven Today and Oh for a Thousand Tongues by the Oasis Chorale, a group of 40 singers from all over North America. And just before that, we heard from Rob Morgan sharing some of the history of the hymn. And this hymn is a call to worship, written by Wesley, to sing praises to our great God. And that is, of course, God's due, because He is God, King, and Savior. He's worthy of our praise But these shouts of praise not only give the Lord what belongs to him, they serve as a witness to the watching world as to who this God is. Wesley had in mind a couple of verses from Psalm 145. Listen closely, and you'll see and hear the similarities to the first few stanzas. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Did you hear that? We're to sing the glories and triumphs of our king so that all people may know of his mighty acts. In the second stanza, Charles Wesley puts this sentiment from Psalm 145 to verse, and here's how it goes. My gracious master and my God, assist me to proclaim to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of your name. I think that as Wesley was writing about God's wonderful work of salvation, his heart was bursting with a desire to share this great news with those who did not yet know Christ. It was that same heart that led the Wesley brothers, George Whitfield, and many others to travel all around and share the gospel. And may that be our desire as we think about Christ, his life, Death and resurrection. This news is just too good to keep to ourselves. We need to share it with anyone who will listen. This great gospel hymn calls us to a work of missions in our lives. Contrary to popular belief, you don't need to travel around the globe in order to do missions. That, of course, is important. In fact, the Wesley brothers did that. But you can do missions right where you live, on your block. Do you have friends who don't know about the triumphs of Christ's grace? Make the second stanza your prayer. Assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad, the honors of your name. Now, I'm sure you might be thinking, this sounds great, but I'm not sure where to start. What do I even say? Well, that's a good question. We should always be mindful when seeking to share the gospel with friends and neighbors. The fourth stanza can help us with finding the words to say. I know it can be hard to share with others, but the truth is simple. Here's stanza four. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. Wesley writes about Jesus saving worth By his blood on the cross, Jesus is able to save and transform the lives of sinners. His blood cleanses us of all unrighteousness. It sets us free from the power that sin once had over us, and it frees us to sing his praise. Christ's salvation. What a wonderful gift. Wesley states this most emphatically when he writes his blood availed for me. The blood of Jesus is beneficial for you and for me. This fourth stanza gives us a simple yet profound gospel summary. Charles Wesley had a famous verse in mind when writing this line. It comes from Romans 5.1, and you've heard it. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I think there are two questions that should come to mind as we sing this hymn. And the first question is, do you believe it? Do you believe the truth that Jesus is able to save us of our sins, that he is able to make even the foulest of sinners clean by his blood? And if you do, you can rejoice. Sing this hymn with enthusiasm and with peace in your heart. But the second question is, if you believe this, who are you going to share this message with? Why don't you take a moment today and ask the Lord to guide you, to bring someone to mind who needs to hear the truth of the gospel. Pray that the Lord would use you to bring that friend to saving faith in Jesus. And if that prayer is answered, rejoice that they have now joined the chorus singing of the triumphs of Christ's grace.
2: Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, The glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace.
0: The Norton Hall Band and their version of O for a Thousand Tongues here in a haven today and a program called Then Sings My Soul. And earlier in the program, we heard from author and pastor Robert Morgan and how one hymn made a world of difference in the life of his wife as she was passing away. I'm sure you've seen the power of hymns like this in your own life. I certainly have. One of our team members remembers how his wife's grandmother, who had suffered from Alzheimer's for years and was bedridden, would sing along with them as they sang Amazing Grace. She couldn't speak anymore. But this great hymn bypassed her diseased mind and ministered to her soul and their family as well. I think you would agree that hymns are a meaningful and vital part of our worship. Lyrics rooted in God's word. Tunes that stick in our minds. And as you read through Rob's book called Then Sings My Soul, you'll not only discover or rediscover the great hymns of our faith, you'll also learn the backstories behind the songs and the songwriters. When you hear how God stirred their hearts and used unique situations, some good, some bad, you'll be reminded about God's goodness and grace as you sing along. Then Sings My Soul, includes 150 hymns and was written to be read as a devotional. And it's a feature I really like that it also includes the sheet music and lyrics so you can sing along. This special book will minister to your soul and add depth in your worship of God through song. So please come visit our website right now and take a look at Then Sings My Soul by Robert Morgan and then make your gift at haventoday.org That's haventoday.org or call us right now at eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven And don't forget, if you wanted to get the epic documentary called In the Footsteps of Paul, but just haven't reached out for it yet, we still have that two-part DVD for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow, when again together, we'll share the great story, the story that's all about Jesus, Here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. At the end of the day, every human being on this planet just wants somewhere to belong. Somewhere they can hear the words, you were loved and you were welcomed here. It's hard to live life when you feel rejected, or scorned by someone you meet but in Christ we have that place of belonging Deuteronomy 7 tells us know therefore that the Lord your God is a faithful God keeping covenant and mercy with his people even to the thousandth generation welcome, love, mercy that's what the covenant means to us in Jesus Christ we've been welcomed in nothing can separate us not even our own foolishness not even our own sin we can rest in this wonderful love. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchored.com.